Hi everybody, welcome Hello. back to Date Night at the Coffee Shop. I'm Bart. I'm Sam. And we are excited to have you guys on our date night with us again today. A thought just came to me. And what's that? Do they know that we're not really at a coffee shop? Uh, I don't know. Okay. I mean, we're at the coffee shop of our home. Yeah. So. <laughs> I'm just curious. I mean, fair question. So yeah, we're not actually at a particular coffee shop. We're just at our own home making coffee. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I thought that may be obvious, Yeah, but I didn't know. It is. It is. Okay. <laughs> uh, just want to go ahead and give you guys a little forewarning. Um, there's, It's kind of storming a little bit today, so um, you might hear a little bit of thunder rumbling around. A little bit of thunder, a little bit of lightning, a little yeah. bit of dogs barking. Yeah. Um, so just bear with us. Uh, we're going to try to get through this as um, peaceful as possible. Yeah, yeah. Um, but just a few uh, few updates for us. Um, we have a lot of things going on. We have um, personal lives. Yeah, we, we have a lot of stuff going on right now. So uh, our content is going to be a little erratic um, being released in the immediate future. So we may switch to releasing every other week. Um, or possibly longer. Who knows? We had contemplated on taking off for the entire month of we July. A break. But we decided to kind of keep going, but it's going to be a little bit different pace. Um, so just make sure that you follow us. Uh, follow our Instagram page, Date Night Coffee Shop. Right? Date Night at the Coffee Shop. Date Night at the Coffee Shop. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> Here's then, the thing. We do what we want. Yeah, we do what we want. <laughs> uh, but... Just want to let you guys, you know, give you guys a heads up. So follow us on Instagram to know when we're going to start, when we'll be releasing. We'll try to make sure that we post ahead of time to let you guys know when we're going to be releasing new stuff. Yeah. Um, we'll also try to be sharing those to our personal pages as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so just keep an eye out for our content for the future. We do have the next idea. Like we have the next topic and it was actually a fan pick. So... Yeah, so we're going to be <clears throat> recording up some, some more content and things like that. It just might be a little bit different when we're, when we're releasing them. Yeah. Um, all right, so today we've got some pretty cool things to talk about. Um, our topic today, we're talking about the Olympics. Um, um, yeah, so it's going to be pretty cool. Definitely a lot of history there. Um, you know, obviously the Olympics have been going on for... A super long time forever yeah um i do have one other thing i want to shout out on the pod i don't i i don't know what i'm gonna call the people who follow us i thought the pod but then that sounds kind of lame anyways um there is so with our content we're gonna try and be a little bit more intentional with the coffee roasters and brands that we feature and call out and all that kind of stuff so tired but caffeinated on instagram reached out to us and um helped us like find a list of black owned coffee roasters that we can feature and we'll spend the next like couple of you know weeks months whatever whenever whatever we decide we're going to do kind of like um covering coffees and topics that are going to be a little bit more inclusive right so we will be featuring some uh black owned coffee roasters um but we already had this coffee before we found any of that out so yeah um, we're not having a black on coffee roaster today uh but uh stay tuned we will be featuring some of those some of those businesses in the near future Mm -hmm. um but so again we're talking about the olympics the coffee that we're trying today actually is from a 
Uh, it's from a local coffee shop here in Smyrna, Tennessee. Um, the coffee shop is called Bella Vista. And they're the bomb.com. Yeah, they're pretty great. Um, if you guys are ever in the area, go give them a, you know, go give them a shot. They're fantastic. Um, the coffee actually comes f- uh, is from Frothy Monkey it's roasted, Coffee Roasters. It's roasted by Frothy Monkey for them. Right. Yes, especially for them. Oh, it's spe- especially for Bella Vista. Mm-hmm. Okay, I didn't know that. That's cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, so they're a South American, um, South American, Central American kind of kind of deal. Um, they've got great coffee. They've got great, great food. food. Oh, um, my Just gosh. if you're ever in the area, again, just go by, give them, uh, give them a shout out, you know, give them a try. They are fantastic. Yeah, I reached out to the owner on Instagram and asked them how they would describe their shop and this coffee in particular. And they said that they are hips, uh, South American coffee lovers, and all of their proprietary recipes have that type of fusion, like, in it. Um, they're also 100% owner-operated. She's the bomb. Um, they're also, um, the owner's, like, hometown is Bella Vista, and Coromoto is their partner's hometown. So, like, this is really, like, really near and dear to the owner's heart. Right. So, they're pretty awesome. Okay, cool. Yeah. All right, so let's go ahead and try our coffee. Um, so again, this is Coromoto, uh, blend from Bella Vista, roasted by Frothy Monkey. So, we'll go ahead and take our first sip here. This, oh yeah, you're gonna tell them how it's done? How we did it? Mm-hmm. Ooh. I like it. It's That's good. Really it's really bright. Really? I, I was... It, yeah, it's got a little bit of brightness there, like but it's the really forefront. it's really full-bodied. Um, mm-hmm. It is. I did get it a little strong. Stronger than I um, like it, however. But it's, it's good. I'm still kind of fine-tuning the pour-over deal, so this yeah. one was made um, in pour-over fashion, so... I mean, it's hard to um, tell really with, good. like, the different type of types of beans, like, with pour-over, whether it's going to be strong, weak, like, light, dark, like, all that kind of stuff. It's kind of difficult yeah. to kind of get all that together. It, it changes it so much, too. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but, yeah, this is really this good. Is it's very smooth. Good. Like I said, full-bodied, I think, is a pretty accurate description. Um, on the forefront, you get, like, a lot, and then it just... I don't know if you noticed that. Like, on the forefront, it's pretty, like, ooh, there it is. But it's yeah. really smooth. Yeah, it is. I like it kind of earthy um i'm f- tasting like a little kind of a fruity kind of mm, it's so good though notes there and it's really mellow like it's mm-hmm. like i don't know it's i really really like it yeah so I that's really great this is it. again this is Coromoto by bella vista um what would you give it Ooh. Mm, probably a seven yeah seven was- or an eight I was going to say probably six and a half to seven. Yeah. But, cause, yeah. Because this is one I can, I can drink black. Like, yeah. I can drink straight. So it's, it's good. Yeah, I really like it. Pretty good. All right, so we're going to go ahead and jump into our topic today. Again, we're talking about the Olympics. Um, so tell me about them. Let's talk about you know, how they got their start and everything like that. Okie doke. So according to the Penn Museum, the ancient Olympic Games were part of a religious ceremony honoring Zeus. Uh, the festival and the games were held at Olympia in a special sanctuary. The Greeks that came to the sanctuary of Zeus at Olympia shared the same religious beliefs and spoke the same language. 
the games at um, these ancient Olympics started with uh, foot racing, different distances, a long jump, discus and javelin throws, and a wrestling match with zero rules. <laughs> mm. um, the athletes were all male citizens of the city-state uh, states from every corner of the Greek world. No married women were allowed to attend the games. They were allowed to attend the, the festival, but not the games. Mm-hmm. Um, the games began in the year 776 BC. Numbers are hard for me, sorry. Um, they were held every four years and nearly for nearly 12 centuries, ending in 393 AD. Wow. So the original iteration of these games went on for 12, 12 centuries. centuries. Wow, yeah. 1,200 years. That's a long time. Yeah. Uh, um, so a little bit about that then. So married women weren't allowed to attend the games. Unmarried women, they were allowed to attend the games? So that I'm not sure of. I don't know. But it, the the article specifically said no married women were allowed to attend the games. Right. I wonder if it's because, like, I know I've always heard that, like, the original games, like, they were actually, uh, they competed in the nude, right? Yes. All the athletes yes, were nude. Yes, that is accurate. Which so. is probably why... I'm, I'm sure that's why the, the married women weren't allowed. Yeah. It just seems... That makes sense. It seems an odd distinction. I would just think that women in general wouldn't be allowed. Well, I think if you're single, you could go see naked men all you wanted. But if you are that's married, true. you know... If you're yeah, ma- good point. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, so the reason that they ended in 393 AD is because they were banned for promoting paganism for the promotion of, like, the Greek uh, gods and goddesses. Thanks, uh, Romans. Yeah, so that's due to the Roman Empire. Yeah, and they were like, no, 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 no. <laughs> we have the same thing, but better. Yeah. <laughs> Just different names. Um, okay, so the first modern Olympics were held in Athens, Greece in 1896. The man responsible for its rebirth was a Frenchman named Baron Pierre de Coubertin, who presented the idea in 1894. These first games featured 208 participants from 13 nations competing in 43 events. And at that time, um, was the only summer, there was only the summer games. So they had track and field, gymnastics, swimming, wrestling, cycling, tennis, weightlifting, shooting, and fencing. Okay. So, therefore, almost 1,500 years, there were no Olympic games. Correct. Okay, so they ended 1,500 years later. A Frenchman came up with the idea to have them again. Yes, That's... and he wanted them in France, and then Greece was like, wait wait a minute, what? Excuse me. Yeah. No. No, no. So, like, then they, everyone was like, oh, yeah, we could totally do it in Greece, you know. And so, um, and it's, we don't really know exactly what 13 nations were involved, Um because, you know, it kind of changes. Yeah, it over. wasn't really, like, documented. Yeah. Right. Yeah, but it's pretty interesting. So, um, okay, so the official symbol of the five, of the modern games is the five interlocking colored rings representing the continents of North and South America, Asia, Africa, Europe, and Australia. The Olympic flag featuring the symbol on a white background flew for the first time at the Antwerp Games in 1920. Hmm. Yes. So, um... The Olympics truly took off as an international sporting event after 1924 when the eighth games were held in Paris. Some 3,000 athletes, uh, with more than 100 women among them, from 44 nations competed at, uh, at those games. And for the first time, the games featured a closing ceremony. The Winter Olympics debuted that same year, including such events as figure skating, ice hockey, bobsledding, and the biathlon. Okay, so 
you mentioned here that the eighth games were held in Paris. Mm-hmm. Um, was it still four years apart? Do we know that? Uh-huh. Like, so the time structure was still the same as it is now? Yep. Okay, so wow. It took a long um, time for that Frenchman to get Yeah, uh, so like, t- <laughs> what, 32 years for him to be for like- this guy to actually get the games in France. <laughs> That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Okay, so a lot of people are really well... Okay, I'll just read my notes. Um, In 1938, the 1938 Summer Games are very well known. They were held in Berlin, Germany to outdo the 1932 Los Angeles Games. Reich Chancellor Adolf Hitler had a new 100,000-seat track and field stadium built, as well as six gymnasiums and many other smaller arenas. Some nations' athletes purposefully gave the Nazi salute as they passed Hitler... Others gave the Olympic salute, which is a similar one given with the same arm. Or they gave a different gesture entirely, such as hats over hearts, as the United States and China did. All nations lowered their flags as they passed the Fuhrer, save the United States, United Kingdom, Switzerland, and the Commonwealth of the Philippines. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So these games are pretty pretty popular. I have some notes about these games. And, like, the Olympic salute, like, I feel like... Or, the That's Olympic, what I was wondering. Like, I'm, I'm the not Olympic really... salute is basically kind of like the like Heil Hitler salute, except it's straight up instead of forward. The Olympic salute is just your right arm extended up, straight uh, up. Is that still like a thing? I didn't. I didn't realize it was like a salute. I've, I guess I've seen them raising their arms when they were kind of doing the the march in. But yeah. I didn't realize. I just it was think a they're just waving. Just, like, yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like the Roman salute. It's like a right hand directly above you. Okay. And so it's kind of like. Are you? I don't, I don't know if that counts. Yeah, like that. You're kind of. Come on now. Yeah. Yeah. I find it interesting here talking about the the, <clears throat> the nations that did not lower their flags. Mm-hmm. Um, it seemed interesting to me that Switzerland mm-hmm. took such mm-hmm. a hard stance mm-hmm. at this time when usually they just kind of stay. They're like, no, out no, no, it. no. We're neutral. Yeah, yeah, no. I mean, if Switzerland, it's kind of like that thing. Like, how wrong do you have to be that witches and the Amish are on the same side, kind of thing? It's right. like if Switzerland is like, mm, no. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Switzerland, you know, speaks out against you. you it's pretty bad. Yeah. Um, so, about these games. Hitler saw the games as an opportunity to promote his government and ideas of <clears throat> ideals of racial supremacy. The official Nazi party paper um, wrote in the strongest terms that Jewish people and black people should not be allowed to participate in the games. However, when threatened with a boycott of the games by other nations, he relented and allowed black people and Jewish people to participate and added one token participant to the German team. A German woman named uh, Helene Mayer, who had a Jewish father, um, and another upset African-American athlete, Jesse Owens, broke records and won several gold medals, shattering Hitler's goals to use the games as an example of the new Aryan man. Um, Owens later befriended his German competitor in the long jump, Louis Long, and the pair's lap of honor became a symbol of triumph, of the triumph of sportsmanship over Nazi ideology. Cool. Good, right? It's kind of yeah. like, here you go, take that. Yeah. So <laughs> take that. And this you is jerk. like, I don't know. This it just reminds me of of Rocky Four, where it's like, you know, we've got yeah. this major worldwide conflict going on. Mm-hmm. And it seems to really be symbolized as ending by this sporting event, mm-hmm. um, which was a big upset. Mm-hmm. So, yep. Uh, and those of you not familiar with Rocky Four, that's the one where he fights the Russian during the Cold War. Everyone's like, "Oh snap!" Like, yeah. yeah I mean, 
I when I read that, I was like, yep, that's going in my notes because that's important. Mm-hmm. So um, Hitler was a jerk for those who, you know, are on the fence, maybe. Um, okay, so moving on. In 1948, Sir Ludwig Gutman uh, determined to promote the rehabilitation of soldiers after World, World War II organized a multi-sport event between several hospitals to coincide with the 1948 Olympic London Olympics. Gutman's event, known then as the Stoke Mandeville Games, became an annual sports festival. Over the next 12 years, Gutman and others continued their efforts to use sports as an avenue for healing. For, for the 1960 Olympic Games in Rome, Gutman brought 400 athletes to compete in the Parallel Olympics, which became known as the first Paralympics. Since then, the Paralympics have been held every year in every Olympic year. In 2001, the International Olympic Committee, or IOC, and the International Paralympic Committee, IPC, signed an agreement guaranteeing that the host cities would be contracted to manage both the Olympic and Paralympic Games. I thought that was so cool. That's pretty interesting. So these first Paralympic Games, though, so it was promote rehabilitation. So this was soldiers that were in rehabilitation mm-hmm. from the war. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's pretty cool, right? It is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. I never realized how it got its start. Yeah, I loved that. I thought that was so cool. Um, let's see. In 1968, in Mexico City, at the height of the civil rights movement in um, the U.S., uh, black American athletes were encouraged to boycott the games. Instead, African-American sprinters John Carlos and Tommy Smith staged a nonviolent protest by raising their fists in a black power salute while the national anthem played during their medal ceremony. Although they were consequently suspended from the Olympic Village, their silent demonstration brought the American battle over civil rights to the international stage. Nice. So at this point, that's, that's yes. when they were getting everybody to really take Pay a attention. look at, at yeah. what's going on. I love it. Um, so tragedy mars the Munich Games in 1972 when 11 Israeli athletes were taken hostage and killed by Palestinian terrorists. Although the Olympics continued and the incident led to increased security, the message of international peace promoted by the Games was permanently damaged. Hmm. Um, 22 African nations boycotted the 1976 Games held in Montreal because New Zealand was participating. Earlier that year, New Zealand had sparked outrage among African countries when it sent its national rugby team to play in South Africa, which was under apartheid. This marked the first of several politically motivated boycotts of the Olympics. That seems interesting to me, and I guess I just don't know my history very well, but I've never really heard of New Zealand really being, like, agitators of any kind. Yeah. Uh, you know, they just always seem like they just kind of keep to themselves. They're totally not. I never realized that anybody <laughs> really has ever been mad at the New Zealanders. Oh, yeah. Like, apparently it's apparently it's a big deal. They're not huh. like the Swiss. They're not like the Swiss at all. Oh, interesting. So, in 1980, the Cold War, with the Cold War ongoing, President Jimmy Carter urges the U.S. U.S. allies to pull their Olympic teams from the Games to protest the Soviet invasion of Afghanistan. The U.S. did not participate in the Olympics that summer and instead hosted the Liberty Bell Classic in Philadelphia as an alternative competition for athletes of countries supporting the boycott. So we just said, no, we're going to have our own. No, thanks. Yep. Is that still going on? The I don't think so. I've never heard of that Liberty Bell Classic. Me either. I, I wonder if it's still going on in some capacity, but just not like as a replacement for the Olympics, you know? Yeah. 
Liberty Bell Classic. Let's see. Oh, hey, hey, look. Liberty Bell Classic 2020. Softball League is hosting. I wonder if that's... Oh, well, it's been canceled because of Rome. Because of COVID. But it looks like they do have some sports things that they... Hmm. That's cool. That's cool. <laughs> um, okay. So, in 1996, in Atlanta, despite his struggles with Parkinson's disease, former heavyweight boxing champion and Olympic gold medalist Muhammad Ali lit the Olympic flame during the opening ceremony. It was an emotional start to the Olympics' centennial celebration. Oh, wow. That's cool. Yeah, how cool is that? A hundred years. That's awesome. Also, I never realized that, and I mean... I've never really been like a huge sports buff or anything, but I didn't know that Muhammad Ali had Parkinson's disease. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's interesting. How, that's I crazy. know. In 2000, in a short-lived moment of alliance, North and South Korea marched together for the first time in Sydney's opening ceremony. Rather than carry their respective national flags, the North and South Korean teams in identical uniforms joined hands and waved a unification flag featuring a blue map of Korea. Oh, how sweet. I know, right? Didn't they do the same thing, like, in the last one or something like that? I don't remember. I don't remember. Um, during the Beijing Games in 2008, champion American swimmer Michael Phelps and his teammates set a new world record in the medley relay event, awarding Phelps his eighth gold medal, the most won in a single Olympic Games, and pushing his medal count over that of his record-holding predecessor, Mark Spitz. Wow. Eight at one time, that's pretty good um and then my favorite one in 2012 london hosted the summer olympics and that same year was queen elizabeth's uh, queen elizabeth ii's 60th year on the throne or her diamond jubilee we know all about that don't we that one was cool so we were actually there for that um, new year's day new year's day for that year for her not only were we there the band that you were in led the parade yep that's That's pretty cool so cool it was a lot of fun. I loved it. I want to go back. Okay, so on to the Olympic Village. You ready to hear? Because I mentioned that once. You ready to hear all about the Olympic Village? Yeah. It's pretty hilarious. Okay, so basically the Olympic Village is where they stay. It's where all the people who are participating oh, in the yeah, games. Please. Yeah. All the people um, who are participating in the games, as well as the officials and athletic trainers and all that kind of stuff. After the Munich massacre at the 1972 Olympics, the village has been the villages have been made extremely secure. Only athletes, trainers, and officials are allowed to room at the village. Although family members and former athletic um, Olympic uh, athletes are allowed to, like to check in with like proper security checks. Within the Olympic Village, there is a bank. Post office, general store, laundromat, rec center, beauty salon, multi faith center, and a fitness center. Obviously, um, honestly, we'd pay a visit for sure. I want to go because it's like its own little city, right? Yeah, that seems crazy that they have so many things like a ba- their own bank and post office. I know it's so they have awesome. A, a beauty salon, like I mean, the Olympic. It's only like two weeks long, right? Hmm. How long are the Olympics? Well, that was only two weeks. I don't know. I did research for this. I should know that. I don't know. No clue. Either way, it seems like a... I mean, you're not living there, right? But they are. And a lot of times I saw that, like, a lot of athletes leave after they're... Like, they leave the village after they compete because they have other things they have to go and do. Mm -hmm. So, anyways. 
Um, <laughs> this is funny. Athletes competing in the Winter Olympics in Pyeongchang were handed... How many is that? Can you read that number for me? 110,000. Condoms. A record number for the games. It works out to roughly 38 condoms each. That's a lot. Yeah, that is a lot. <laughs> okay, so dorm rules apply in other ways, too. Um, the athletes from different age groups and backgrounds share rooms, common areas, and bathrooms. They're grouped by sport, taking up blocks or floors of rooms. Some of the Olympians are in their teens and others in their 30s, which makes the condom fact a little more terrifying. Yeah. So, that's just kind of a little bit about the Olympic Village. I thought that was so cool. Like, it's a little, it's like a college. A lot it's of like the city yeah yeah it's kind of like a commune yeah yeah so it sounds like the olympic village is a cult welcome yikes okay um so i have some info on the dark side of the games okay yeah let's hear about it okay so sports are framed as this unifying force that brings all people together and the olympic games are the pinnacle of this message Everyone coming together for the love of sport. However, there's a seedy underbelly of the Olympic Games that many people aren't aware of or are too hopeful to ignore. There's a list of Wikipedia Olympic Games and scandals and controversies. I figure we can click through some of them and talk a little bit more about them. Go ahead. We're going to open this up. There's a ton. Oh, wow. Look at that list. (laughs) A lot. Yeah, so they've got it broken down into the Summer Olympics and the Winter Olympics. And there's like probably 30 or so. 25 for the summer. summer. And yeah. Probably 15 or so for the Winter Olympics. Just go ahead and pick one and we'll, um, we'll talk about it. And you can read read out. All right, let's start with the first one. 1908 Summer, summer Olympics in London. Um, Grand Duchy of Finland competed separately from the Russian Empire, but was not allowed to display the Finnish flag. That sounds in, like horrible, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> in the 400 meters, American winner John Carpenter was disqualified for blocking British athlete Wyndham Halswell in a maneuver that was legal under U.S. rules, but prohibited by the British rules mm-hmm. under which the race was run. As a result of the disqualification, a second final race was ordered. Halswell was to face the other two finalists, William Robbins and John Taylor, but both were from the United States and decided not to contest, uh, not to contest the repeat of the final to protest the judge's decision. Halswell was thus the only medalist in the 400 meters. Dang. It was the only walkover victory in Olympic history. Taylor later ran on the gold medal winning U.S. team for the now defunct medley relay, becoming the first American the first African American medalist. Wow. Um, let's see. Um. Big one here, nineteen sixteen Summer Olympics. Um were t- supposed to have been held in Berlin, uh, but they were cancelled because of the outbreak of World War One. Oh, that's cool. Well not war is not cool, but that's an interesting fact. Yeah. Uh, what else? Let's see. Let's skip on down a little We've bit. already Talked covered the German. Yeah, the German. Um, let's see. 1948 Summer Olympics in London. The two major Axis powers of World War II and one of its former allies, Germany, Romania, and Japan, were suspended from the Olympics. 
German, Romanian, and Japanese athletes were allowed to compete again at the 1952 Olympics. Oh, and the Soviet Union was invited, but chose not to send any athletes, sending observers instead to prepare for the 1952 Olympics. Huh. That's so interesting. So they were just kind of scouting out the field. Yeah. Like, are we going to... What's going to happen? <laughs> wow. Okay. Let's do some winter. Okay. Um, let's see. All of those There's summer. a ton of summer. Apparently, so, the Summer Olympics get pretty. Oh, uh, I think there we go. Winter Olympics. Okay. Um, 1968 Winter Olympics in Grenoble, France. French skier Jean Claude Killy achieved a clean sweep of the then three Alpine skiing medals at Grenoble, but only after what the IOC bills as the greatest controversy in the history Ooh. of the Winter Olympics. The slalom run was held in poor visibility, and Austrian skier Karl Schranz claimed a course patrolman crossed his path during the slalom race, causing him to stop. Schranz was giving a restart and posted the fastest time. A jury of appeal then reviewed the television footage, declared that Schranz had missed a gate on the upper part of the first run, annulled his repeat run time, and gave the medal to kill him. Oh, dang. And then also during those same games, three East German competitors in the women's luge event were disqualified for illegally heating their runners prior to each run. That's, oh, so the runners I'm assuming is the bottom part of the luge. That's what I'm, right? Um, I don't know. I think maybe. I'm not aware. Huh. Um, let's see. Some more winter... 1976, Innsbruck, Austria. The chosen location for the 1976 Winter Olympics was originally Denver, Colorado. However, after the city's voters rejected funding the games, they were relocated to Innsbruck, Austria. Previously, They previously hosted the 1964 games. Speaking of funding, that brings me to... The, that's a good place to stop. That brings me to my next point. So... Um, I want to also say that many Olympic structures are built in areas where the city's poorest people live. Like with the Atlanta Olympics, the nation's first, um, so like it's the the country's first housing project, Teachwood, and the neighboring Clark Howell complex were destroyed to make way for the games. The city relocated 6,000 residents from public housing leading up to the Olympics. After the games, rapid gentrification followed, displacing another 24,000 people. The Center on Housing and uh on housing rights and evictions they calculate twenty four thousand, so that's probably not even close wow um so and with brazil uh and the world cup in 2014 at the time they were ranked 12th globally in social inequality yet government managed to find 14 billion to host the world cup um Money that could have been spent to benefit poor and working Brazilians. Uh, to make matters worse, more than 250,000 people were forced to leave their homes, sometimes through violence. Brazil didn't learn its lesson, apparently, because more violence followed in advance of the 2016 Olympics in Rio. About 70,000 people were displaced by the Olympics and almost 1,000 poor people, um, mostly black men, were killed during pacification efforts to clean up the city's image between um, 2015 and 2016. Wow. Yeah. A thousand people were killed during, like, no, 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 we're going to just remove yeah, you from just your to house. Get them out of the way. Yeah. Yeah. So. Mm -hmm. Terrible. The dark side. Okay, so here's some other facts that are a little bit less dark. 
Um, from 2000, nope, from 1912 to 1948, artists participate in the Olympics. Painters, sculptors, sculptors, architects, writers, and musicians competed for medals in their respective fields. How cute. Hmm. I thought that was adorable. Although, being a sculptor, I'm sure sculptor is pretty, like, hard work. Like, if I you mean, look at, like, especially, like, if you look at, like, David. I mean, yeah, I guess, stuff, but, like, like what? Really, this was an Olympic event. <laughs> People were just watching these I thought sculptors. It was cool. Yeah, sculpting takes a long time. Anyways, um, the Olympic torch. Riders. Yeah. How do you watch a watch like a writer sport? Yeah, that's not really much of a spectator sport. There. Yeah. Okay, so the Olympic torch is lit in the ancient ceremony at the Temple of Hera in Greece. Actresses wearing costumes of Greek priestesses use a parabolic mirror and sun rays to kindle the torch. From there, the torch starts its relay to the host city. It's usually carried by runners, but it has traveled on a boat, on an airplane, on horseback, on the back of a camel, via radio signal. I don't... Wait a minute. Underwater and in a canoe. How do you... How do you transmit a flame through radio signal? Where did I get this information? That's a good question. That's a great... Let me look at... underwater? How do you... How do you transport this underwater? In a box. Oh, okay. I guess. I don't know. Where do, I need to look at my sources. That's why I need the other, the other computer. Um, so the unlit Olympic torch has... All, maybe that's what it... What is happening? I don't know. The unlit Olympic torch has also been taken to space several times. The relay torch um, and the Olympic flame are supposed to burn during the whole event in case the flame goes out. It can only be reignited with a backup flame, which has been lit in Greece as well. And never a regular lighter mm-hmm. via radio signal how does that work i'm it still doesn't. it doesn't i need to check my i need to check my facts I need to fact check myself anyways uh, um gold medals are mostly made of silver despite the popular belief that the gold medal is comprised of pure gold this hasn't been the case since 1912 olympics today's olympic gold medal is an imposter made of enti- made entirely from silver with approximately 6 grams of gold to meet the standards laid out in the olympic charter so really they're all they're like the top 2 are just both silver medalists mm-hmm. and there are no more gold medalists correct mm. i'm really going to check where i got that phony from. but yeah also, if you're coming here to get your, your history, don't. Because this is just for fun, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely don't rely on us for your history knowledge. Yeah. We're just giving you what we find and what we find interesting. So, you know, do with that what you will. But, uh, so it looks like that's pretty much all we've got to talk about the Olympics um, some pretty cool stuff. I love the Olympics. It's always very exciting um, when the Olympics come back around. I'm really upset that they had to cancel this year's Olympics. Yeah. Um, especially this was the Summer Olympics, right? Who knows? I, th- I think it was. Who knows? I think it was supposed to be the Summer Olympics. Um, so that's that sucks. I did hear that they're supposed to... They were just postponing them until 2021... Well, then you just throw but, off the whole thing. Yeah, I'm just wondering, do they then still go back? Like, does it, does it start the four years from then? Or do they just go back to, like, the same schedule? And this this one is the only one well, that was affected. Three years. Yeah, I don't know. I hope it's that one, because I don't really want it to get off track. I know. It's four is even, and it just works yeah, better. It, it's, it, <laughs> I'm really going to hate it if it turns into, like, an, an odd number there. Um, it's, it's, it's set up perfectly. I know, don't um, mess with it. Yeah, 
But, um, yeah, like I said, the Olympics, they're always cool. Um, super exciting when they come around. Um, I like the Summer Olympics. It's pretty cool to watch, like, the divers and the stuff su- like that. Does the, is the Summer Olympics the one that's got the horses? Uh, yeah, I think so. They have dressage. They have horse dancing, essentially. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Hmm. I don't, I've never watched that one. I really liked, I know this isn't summer, but I really, as a kid, I loved figure skating. Yeah, I would have to say the Winter Olympics are probably probably my favorite. Mm-hmm. I feel like there are more interesting events going on. Yeah. Um, curling is where it's at. It's oh, like the most, no. it's the best Olympic sport Next thing is. you know, they're going to have golf in the Olympics, and I'll just boycott. That'll be a reason <laughs> to boycott. Oh, my gosh. But, yeah, a lot of cool stuff happening in the Winter Olympics. Um if someone who is listening, curling, like, mm. um, bobsledding, I can get behind bobsledding. Um, luge. Yeah. Team luge is weird to me though. I always found that in like very uncomfortable. I don't know. So I'm it, still it's stuck just on. like like they just lay on top of each other oh. on the luge. Oh. It's weird. And I don't, I don't understand why it's a thing. I don't like that at all. Yeah, I don't either. It's it's really weird. I don't understand the point. That would be so awkward. I'm just still stuck on curling and why curling's a thing. It's, curling's great. It's it's just a broom and a rock. It's rocks and brooms. Like I don't. Yeah. Under, that doesn't make sense to me. I know we've talked about this on the podcast before, but I just don't understand it. It's pretty fun. Well, I say fun. I've never played, but it looks fun. So what? Um, yeah. Huh. Summer doesn't really have a lot going for it as far as I'm concerned. I mean, like, there's running. running. That's boring. No, thanks. Um, I mean, you can run really far. Oh, I like like the discus. I javelin. I like the, or whatever, the, where you, like, Shot put. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I like that. The heavy ball there that you throw. Yeah, that's that's shot put. And javelin, that seems really cool. Like, I would love to learn how to throw a javelin, like, for real. Yeah, it would be pretty cool. And the pole jump, I guess, is pretty cool. I remember... We used to, and I, I do like gymnastics, I guess, because gymnastics is just kind of like figure skating on land. Yeah. <laughs> well, figure skating is land, but you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> Not on ice. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's pretty much all we've got to talk about, though. Um, hope you guys enjoyed talking about the Olympics with us today. Um, Don't at me for my underwater Olympic torch thing. I need to find out where I got that from. Yeah, we'll figure it out. <laughs> Uh, but anyways, uh, you guys can always reach out to us, you know, if you have any coffees you want us to try, uh, or topic, topics you want us to talk about, um, you can send those to date night coffee shop at gmail.com. Uh, you can find us on Instagram at date night at the coffee shop. Um, and then other than that, you can find us wherever you get your podcasts. I know we're on Apple podcasts, Spotify, Google play. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we'd, we'd love to hear from you guys. Uh, again, we, had our coffee today from Bella Vista, um, roasted by Frothy Monkey. The Coromoto blend. Yes. So good. So good. Um, so yeah, thank you guys so much for joining us today. Uh, we hope you enjoyed listening to it as much as we did making it. You're Bart. And you're Sam. Thanks for joining us, guys. Bye. Bye.